everyone, and welcome to this conversation presented by White House Custom Color. I'm Jed Toffer. Thanks for listening. You know, my wife Vicki and I have owned and operated our photography studio, V Gallery, for 20 years now. White House has been our lab for the last 16 of those years, and we could not be happier. White House is a family-run business, just like ours. If you haven't already, check them out at whcc.com. And if you want to drop me a line, feel free to email me at jed at whcc.com. Okay, so this interview comes with a prerequisite, or at least a very strong suggestion. Go to ericfloberg.com, E-R-I-C-F-L-O-B-E-R-G.com, and watch the Tyler and Ellie video before you listen to this podcast. Then, of course, come right back. We'll still be here. All right, so first off, good job doing that. Amazing, wasn't it? Now you're ready to hear what's coming from Eric Floberg. He's in the process of building his business and his brand. He's doing it one step at a time. He's doing it with intentionality. He's making things happen with hard work, and he's not doing it alone. Listen, laugh, learn, and then get to work. And seriously, if you haven't watched the Tyler and Ellie video at ericfloberg.com, do that first. So, okay, we are here in your loft space, mm-hmm. and I am talking to Eric Floberg. What's up? We are in Wisconsin. Nope. I'm at Chicago. <laughs> I'm going to Wisconsin right after it's this. basically Wisconsin for you. We're close to yeah. Wisconsin. We're in Chicago, and this is a great, this is a great space. I was, I'm going to let you talk about who you are in a second, but mm-hmm. in it, first of all, I was told of you by our mutual friend, mm-hmm. Eric Kaiser. Yep. And they were over one night because they live literally 150 yards away from my house. Nice. Across the street. And I said, who is this guy? And he's like, just watch this. So we're in, we have like a theater room. We're in this big theater. and no everything, way. Everything's <laughs> pimped out. So I'm ready. <laughs> and he's like, just watch this. And we, he, he pulls up Tyler and Ellie. Oh. Now just hold on a second because... <laughs> I don't know how many times I've watched it since then. What? I don't know how many people I've showed it to. I brought my parents in. No. Now, I've seen a couple billion wedding videos yeah. in the last 20 years since mm-hmm. I've been in this industry. Maybe three, three billion, somewhere around three yeah. billion. <laughs> <laughs> and, and there is nothing that I have ever seen like this. Jeez. I don't know who Tyler and Ellie are. Yeah. I want to be their friend. Yeah. I wish they were my friend. <laughs> they could be the most horrible people in the world. But I watch your video of Tyler and Ellie. And I'm saying this so that anyone listening goes to ericfloberg.com and watches Tyler and Ellie. If you don't do anything else today on the World Wide Web, do that. Because it's astounding. I bawl my eyes out like a baby. <laughs> Even with my parents, I did this. And, 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 like, and I don't want to fanboy too much. And who knows how much I'll cut of this. But... <laughs> Like that you're going through the video and then he does that kick, <laughs> the kick, dude. I, I know you know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. That kick, I, I lose it. I'm like, I so wish that I was there. Oh man. And yet I feel like I was. And then at the end, it's my last comment on the Tyler and Ellie video. When you're going in, right? You're zooming in on him real slow. Mm-hmm. And I think to myself, okay, he's going to cut. This is a long this is, he's going to cut to something else. And then you don't. And then I find myself so happy that you didn't mm-hmm. 
because it just gets more perfect <laughs> as it goes on. You know what I mean? Like it's extended. It's longer than normal, I think. Uh-huh. But it's so fantastic. Anyway, I had to tell you that without seeming like too much of an idiot. But it's just so Dude, good. That That is so flattering. Say I, something about that video. <laughs> just say something about it. It's the it's my best film. Is it? It's probably the best video I've ever created. I, yeah. It I might be one of the best videos ever created. <laughs> well, because I was like, if you had something better, then I need to know what it is. No, yeah. I don't know. If, I mean, it's crazy. Um, I don't know how... I, I, I do know how I landed it, but it's... Um, yeah. It was just like... It felt like a different planet, the whole experience did. And... It's, I mean, it's really fun to have someone else talk back, like almost as if you were there with how many times I assume you've watched it. And is it the dad or the father-in-law that's talking? Uh, it's, that's the bride's father. That's what I thought. Yeah. We had the debate the other night and I said, I think that that's her dad Mm -hmm. that's given that speech. And he's got the most perfect voice. (laughs) Well, and okay. There's so much I want to get into just (laughs) bouncing, like taking off from that video. But first of all, talk a little about who you are. Tell me who you are. Give me the intro, the spiel. Sure. Yeah. I'm Eric Floberg, um, born and raised in Chicago, really the suburbs. Uh, Went down to school at Illinois State University down Mm -hmm. in central Illinois. You're familiar. Mm -hmm. That's in Uh, Bloomington Normal. Yep. Uh, And yeah, so I studied special education there uh, as most, I mean, a lot of people study education. My wife did that. At Mm -hmm. Illinois State. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So did that, hated that program, <laughs> loved the profession, but man, did that suck. And, uh, I, I started shooting videos in, in the seventh grade, um, with my, my premiere with, uh, El Hombre Telefono, mm. uh, in our seventh grade Spanish class. But as, as goofy as it is, that project like radically transformed who I am now. Mm. Uh, I did it with a friend. He knew how to use windows movie maker. He knew like all the editing stuff. (laughs) And I, the whole time was just mind blown. We spent a whole week filming this thing. Like we went all out. We like had his mom as a stunt double driving away in a convertible. Like, so we presented, we presented the project first out of the whole class and um, (laughs) And nobody else wanted to come after you. (laughs) And so everybody pleaded with the teacher, don't make us present. And she's like, all right, everybody gets a B. And nobody presented. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah. So like that feeling of accomplishment and uh, being able to create and make something like that just lit a fire in me to want to mm. keep doing it. Mm-hmm. So every single year after that, I had to make the best video in my class. Even if it wasn't a video project, right. I right. made a video. And the right. teacher was like, you went above and beyond. I'm like, right. no, I just know how to make videos. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And it was like my easy way of getting an A, but I loved right. doing it and tried to do it as much as I could. So I did that through high school. I did it into college, uh, made stupid videos with my friends in college, was a part of a ministry at ISU where we did promo videos, mm-hmm. goofy, silly, fun stuff. And then uh, someone from um, someone from high school was like, my sister's getting married. Do you want to film it? And I was like, yeah, sure. And she's like, how much do you charge? I was like, So that's what, that's what I really want to dive into. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Is, is something along the lines of how you take what you love to do Mm -hmm. from a, you know, this creative profession Mm -hmm. and, and monetize it and really make it something that's sustainable 
for for someone like you who has a family mm-hmm. and almost three children. Well, three children. Yeah. Let's go that <laughs> route. You have three children, right? And so let's talk about the ways and the things that need to be done. Because 300 is not what you're going to really be able to realistically charge. No way. And... And, and be profitable on. So, and you found that out, I'm imagining. For sure. Fairly quickly. Yep. So what, what needs to happen to go from 300 to 300 million, which is about where you're at right now, (laughs) give or take, (laughs) probably somewhere in between there. Yeah. I think all of it was ad revenue from you watching Tyler and Ellie. (laughs) You did. You probably made 10 grand the last month and a half just from me. Putting Tyler and Ellie on a loop. <laughs> You're like, yeah, it just plays in the background of our house. And I sent it to somebody at work, and, and she got back to me like seven minutes later because she watched it right away. She uh-huh. had to have. Yeah. And she said, I'm sitting here bawling at my desk because yeah. she's getting married in a few months. Oh, okay. She's like, I am absolutely a wreck mm-hmm. right now. Thanks for sending that to me. Yeah. And I'm so embarrassed and hope nobody sees me, uh-huh. you know, at work, right? Yeah. So, well, that's funny because that's a good transition into like going from 300 to, you know, good, nice 30, segue. 300 million. Intentional. Uh, but honestly, it's like that factor of uh, obviously first and foremost, providing something to your clients that is going to be above and beyond and something that is just going to blow their minds and decades from now, which is more important than the mind blowing, that it's going to be the one of the most nostalgic things that they have as an heirloom. Mm. Um, and so... That's the first goal, first and foremost. Uh, and quickly after is just to make everybody sob, uh, you know? So, okay, when they cry, they buy. I get that whole. Yeah. And everyone's heard that. Absolutely. And it's so true. Sorry. And I, it's, a, okay. it's hopping that, in here. That's a telephone. <laughs> we have a landline. That's, this is a, I haven't seen one in a long time, but there it is. And somebody actually picked it up. It really is a landline. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So this is, here's, here's my question. I get the when they cry, they buy type of thing, yeah. right? But even before that, I hear you saying, it's got to be great. Yeah. Because, you know, one comes before the other, it's got to be great. And then right. they get all emotional. Well, it's, and it's, it's one thing for the client to cry. Yeah. But it's the other thing for the rando stranger to cry. Right. Yeah. Like, it's very easy for the client to cry. Like, right. It doesn't take that much work, honestly, because right. it's their day and it's their people right. and it's everything they love. Right. Um, but if you can tell a story that's so profound and put together something so profound that it's making strangers like ball in their basement, mm-hmm. that's where you're starting to touch an emotional heartstring that can sell your work to people. That's what's proving the goodness of the, and the quality of the work in my book. So how do you get from A to B though? I mean, how do you get, okay, so I, let's say myself, I mm-hmm. watched it a couple of times, yeah. cried sort of hard a couple of times. <laughs> And that's me, yeah. right? How do you get from me to money? Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. And not me specifically, but sure. like how do you get from the dude or the person that sees it at their desk at work Yeah. and money? Like where's the, what's the trail look like? I, I, to be perfectly honest, it it's patience and it is putting your head down and going to work and being strategic. And so... There are plenty of ways you can grow a wedding filmmaking business and people do it left and right these days. And you can, you can be a guru on Instagram and Facebook ads and you can learn all about SEO and you can start pumping out wedding films and 
book out a whole season within a year or two if you mm-hmm. do it the right way. And that's a perfectly fine strategy and one that many people do and are successful in, which is cool. Is there a butt coming? Yeah. <laughs> I hear a butt coming. <laughs> that's not the way I do. That's just not. Uh, yeah. I know nothing about that stuff. And you I, don't? I don't care you about a, it. A boatload of YouTube yeah. people following you. Yeah. That was accident? Uh, happenstance? Yeah. I don't, like, I don't do any formal marketing at all whatsoever. Huh. Should I? Maybe. I don't know. Now that I'm entering a new market of higher end stuff, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe I need to start strategizing in a different way. Mm-hmm. But everything up until this point has been organic growth. Really? And it's been coming from my heart and my passion of doing this and a product of, you know, now it's 13 years of making videos. So most people are coming to you via referral. Yeah. Which is usually the best. Like those are the, it those is, are the best it is the, clients. It is the best. And right. my, uh, the way I do stuff and the way I like to do things, that is the best for me. There are people who, you know, like who grow the business with the advertisement, SEO, all that stuff they love what they're doing. They love the, the growth of their business. Um, they love how it's going, but uh, they're not connecting with clients the way I do. Uh, I, I'm literally friends with Tyler and Ellie. Like we just shot in Hawaii on Beforehand, Thursday. Beforehand were you? No. We just shot in Hawaii on Thursday. You were they're in Hawaii. Friends. I saw the Instagrams yeah. where you're in Hawaii and you had a bunch of stuff stolen. Yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah. That's terrible. Uh-huh. Um, but that you were with them? Mm-hmm. So shooting like a... They're friends. Wedding. Oh, their friend's wedding. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you have another. Yeah. Okay. So Ashley and John got engaged the day after Tyler and Ellie's wedding oh. in Yosemite. <laughs> okay. The day after they waited. Uh-huh. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> they made sure it was okay with them first. Right. right. Uh, but they, they saw me in action. Like they saw me working and then they saw the film and they're like, done. and it inspired them to do a destination wedding. Yeah. And there's a profound story behind that too. Ashley's family used to vacation on Oahu and her dad passed away a few years ago. Oh. And so it was just a tribute to him mm-hmm. and where they got married. It was a big Hawaiian name, but it meant where heaven meets earth. Oh yeah. And it was just like, it's going to be another one of those films. Oh boy. So it's, uh, it's, it's awesome. And yeah. And that's what I'm talking about with these kinds of referrals. Right. That's the kind of stuff that I'm all about Right. where I have this deep connection to this couple already now and <clears throat> selling to them is, it's a no brainer. Like they're already decided by the time they walk in the door before we even meet. Um, and so for me, that's so helpful. Okay. But getting to that point, mm-hmm. like like I said, the, as far as wedding filmmaking goes, shot my first one in 2011 for $300, mm-hmm. uh, literally went to their house and watched the whole hour and a half film with them and their family. Ooh. They loved it. <laughs> it was terrible, <laughs> but they loved it. And we watched it on like a 70 inch plasma. Yeah. And I thought I was awesome at that point. So I was like, yeah, this is sick. <laughs> Uh, and so, yeah, from, from that point on, like it was referral after referral and posting that to YouTube and blasting it on Facebook. Mm. And then, you know, people are seeing the videos that I'm making with my friends and they're like, Oh, he's, he's got a professional camera now. Cool. Mm-hmm. All right. I'll charge 700 the next time. All right. I'll charge 1200 the next time. And people kept saying yes. But these are like friends and people that yeah, know people you from college like, and right. Yeah. Like young people getting married. Right. Uh, and people are on that kind of budget around mm-hmm. that time. And those are great weddings to get started on. Mm-hmm. And you're continuing to hone your skills as you get those. Mm-hmm. Again, nothing wrong with that. 
I am a person who just like learns over long periods of time. I'm not, I will do something wrong for three years because I'm just stubborn about it. And the day I learn it, I'm just like, I have a, like a pity party for myself. Cause it's just like, I've wasted years of my life doing it this way. Um, but so th- this can be fast tracked, no doubt. Like if you just stick on YouTube for a week straight and look at all the tutorials, you'll probably learn what I learned over the span of five sure. years. To some degree, sure. Sure. And and then there's a certain amount of hands-on experience. Yes. But in comes, like we'll fast forward to Andrew and Aaron's wedding, which was September of 2016. Mm-hmm. And this is the, port- the importance of community. This is the importance of getting yourself rooted in the, in the community of shooters in where you live. Uh, I got connected with my friend Jasmine, who introduced me to the Chicago market. She took a chance on me. She went to U of I. She was one of those central Illinois people as well. She had me second shoot with her for photo. She got me more second shooting jobs. That got me established in the Chicago market because those people who I second shot for gave me referrals for my own mm. weddings. Mm-hmm. Then I started booking Chicago weddings. So it was like this. Commu- Stair step. Yeah. So right. this community piece is another very important part of the process. Mm-hmm. Jasmine referred me to this couple who she was photographing this wedding and she said, Eric does video. They ended up booking me. Super sweet couple. Friends of Tyler and Ellie's. Mm. Ellie was a bridesmaid in mm. this wedding. And we were getting ready, doing getting ready, and Jasmine just picks up a conversation with Ellie, um, something that I'm very bad at with with wedding parties. So I'm just kind of piggybacking the conversation because I hear Ellie go, yeah, we're getting married in Yosemite. And I'm like, <laughs> what? Uh, because I, I, at that point, had been wanting, I was dying to go to Yosemite. I, oh. like, it's like the Mecca for me. Yeah. You know, it's, it, I think it's like the coolest place in yeah. the States. I'm going in September. I've never been. Oh my gosh. It's I'm pumped. It's magic. Yeah. It literally everywhere you look during sunrise and sunset is you just like, can't take a bad photo. Right. It's r- ridiculous. <laughs> um, so yeah, she goes, yeah, we're getting married in Yosemite. And I'm like, my ears perk up and I look over and I'm just eavesdropping now. And she, and Jasmine makes a joke. She's like, do you have a photographer yet? And she's like, oh yeah, we booked Narav Patel. And I'm like this point, just like mind melting. Narav Patel is like, one of the best photographers in the wedding industry. Mm-hmm. His portraiture work outside of wedding is legendary, like huge following, so much respect for the guy. And I, I jump in there. I'm like, you booked Narav Patel? And she's like, you know him? And I'm like, yes, yeah, I know right. Narav Patel. I'm like, I know you know he's a big deal. He's a big deal. And she's like, oh, that's that's cool. Uh, I'm like, do you have a videographer? Yeah. Uh, she's like, oh, we actually don't yet. So... I kind of planted the seed and like, well, here's my card. If you're interested, just praying that she would reach out to me afterwards or I would like hunt her down after the wedding and, uh, heard nothing from her for three months. Uh, I delivered that wedding film, Andrew and Aaron's wedding film three months after the wedding. And I was like, this is my hail Mary. Like, I hope she sees this video and reaches out to me. And sure enough, the next day I I got the email. Is that right? Yeah. And, uh, she's like, just saw Andrew and Aaron's film. We still haven't booked a videographer. We would love to talk to you. (laughs) And like that email is the one where you're always just like, yes, yes, yes. It it worked. It worked. Right. And obviously it's like my film for Andrew and Aaron had to be good enough to do that. Right. Right. It had to be good enough for her to, after all that time, dig up the card, ask Andrew and Aaron who I was again and then right. go. Um, so the quality was there. Uh, the emotion was there. The storytelling was there. Um, 
music, cutting to the music, like all those things are, it's a different conversation, but right. all those things are wickedly important. Right. And, uh, it has to be good. Yes. Like there's just so much garbage out there. Right. It's like everybody's heard the thousand years, Christina Perry, like you rip, you don't didn't even license that. And, uh, but like it's, it's all done the same way everywhere. 95% of it all. And so when you can make something different and someone sees it, strikes a chord in them, makes them cry. Uh, she had a personal connection, so she's probably bawling over her computer uh, right. watching it. So she emails me and she's like, here's the thing. We would love to book you. We'd love to meet with you. Here's the date. Here's everything. I'm still available. She's like, our budget's three grand. Um, at that point, my pricing was 3,500 to 4,000. Mm -hmm. And then it was in Yosemite too. So I was like, then I have to tack on travel. Like, so this is the component where I, I'm, met, I'm met with a crossroad and where most people find themselves uh, at some point in this career is I know full well that this is going to be like a crazy good portfolio piece that right. can book me more work later. Right. Do I take the hit? Do I negotiate in order to have that be a portfolio piece? Mm -hmm. And for me, it was a no brainer. Like absolutely I will do whatever it takes to book this wedding right because I, I knew them at that point we had a conversation like everything they did lined up with who I am and what I do and the whole sense of adventure they had a small ceremony in Chicago first they wanted yep. to go and travel out to Yosemite and experience it all with their family and friends they wanted to wake up at sunrise and go to Half Dome and like hike and do all this stuff and I'm just like I want every part of that. So for you, it wasn't even a matter of, cause I see three choices. You, you say, no, this is where my pricing is. Mm -hmm. This is what I need. Mm -hmm. Um, or there's a negotiation piece mm -hmm. where, yeah, I can do it for three plus expenses. Mm -hmm. Right. Or nope, I'm in three, three's good. Sure. Regardless of where your pricing is, sure. because you know, it's going to be fantastic for your portfolio. Yeah. So I knew I had a little bit of negotiating power because right. they had procrastinated on this right. and, uh, obviously they hadn't been doing research. They right. had like, they had told me like, we have watched tons of wedding filmmakers and all of its garbage and we haven't seen right. anything we like until we've seen your stuff, right. which is the case for a lot of people. Cause it's just so saturated. Right. It's also garbage. good news for you. Right. They don't have access to like all of the good wedding filmmakers right. that I know. Right. Right. Like nobody right. does. Right. Um, so yeah, I, uh, I was like, okay, well, here's the thing. I'll throw in my package with raw footage for you. I won't, no more expense on that. Right. And what I'll do is, uh, if you go for the $3,500 package, I'll just include all of my travel. Like I'll just do that. And so that was the selling point where they're so just you, like, we'll do it. So you just bumped it up a little bit, cover some of your expenses. Yep. And, and, uh, yeah. So I, I mean, I probably, I don't remember what it was. I might've booked like flights on points or something, you know, and like cut corners and, you know, stay in Airbnbs. You did whatever you can do. Yeah. Right. But again, like I would have shot, I would have paid them to shoot it. Right. You know, one of those. Sure. Yeah. And, uh, and it, marketing wise, that would have been a good investment. Yeah. Uh, but the fact that I did get some money, money out of it was right. great. Right. Uh, so, and that's, that's what I love about this hustle and this game is that that's perfectly okay. And there's so many people in the industry that'll just be like, you're worth X, you're worth Y, you're worth, you need to advocate for yourself. I'm not discrediting that. That's right. fine. There's a, there's it's a, a both and, right. isn't it, it? There's a time and a place. It's not an either or. Yes, you are worth it. Yes, you, de you do need to charge appropriately. Yep. But this I say a lot of times, you're the boss. Mm -hmm. So if you find yourself in a situation where there's a Yosemite on the docket, mm -hmm. 
you can say, yep, I'm going to do that. And you, you I can, the rules. I can do whatever I need to do in order to make it happen. Cause someone like me, who's not doing formal marketing, that is my marketing. Right. Right. Like, of course it is. If I know that this film is going to be above and beyond anything I've ever made and any, like most of what's out there, then I'm going to make sure I can do it. Uh, you know, cause you could stage that, right? Like you could do an elopement style video, but right. there's no heart and authenticity behind right. it. Cause there's no real story. Right. And so as soon as I heard like, okay, we're having a small ceremony in Chicago, no expense. Of course I will come and film that. Right. And because there's nuance in the story, like I knew there would be all of a sudden it started getting creative thoughts going in my head. Mm -hmm. Okay. How do I take the viewer from, okay, first I'm going to start the film with, this is a Yosemite wedding. Like they, they went to Yosemite and it is epic. But as soon as I did that, I dialed it back yeah. and was like, but this started in Chicago. Yeah. So I brought them to Chicago, showed them that they had a formal ceremony with their family in the church because that's important to mm -hmm. them. And I was like, okay, how can I get the viewer to understand that we're going out, that they're not from there, that this is an adventure and this is something that they like very intentionally wanted to do. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I want to do like that whole Wes Anderson jump cut centered did, frame. Yeah. And so solid uh, Foley work. I mean the yeah. sound, I don't know how you did that, Sure, but it's like the sound is extremely visceral, right? Which is a huge part of the, mm -hmm. of the whole, of the whole thing. Yeah. And just made sure like all that sound was very crispy, you yes. know, the coffee pouring yes. and the suitcase zipping and all yeah. that stuff. Uh, and I look, honestly, I look back at it right now and I kind of cringe at how it looks, you know, like what? I could film it so much better now. Oh, I don't even know what that means. Yeah. But that doesn't look, <laughs> but that's the thing. It doesn't matter. Right? right. Like the intentionality of the creativity is what matters. Yeah. And again, it's so different. It doesn't have to be flawless. Right. It's just that it's so different and engaging. Oh, uh, and yeah. so, uh, jump cut and then they leave and then there's a plane taking off mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden you arrive into California mm -hmm. and then I, present Yosemite again. So it's very easy to follow along as the viewer, uh, that this is what's happening. Um, so again, all of that being very intentional, like I do things differently. I film stuff contextually. Like I want you to understand what's happening and to give that basis of where we are, what we're doing so that all of the meat and potatoes of the film is that much more profound. So you're extremely <clears throat> intentional with the structure essentially and like the story with that this you're one, telling with this, with this film. one you were. Yep. And how, given all of that, how in the way that it happened, how intentional are you now regarding hopefully gathering referrals when you're actually working, because if that's like, that's how it kind of happens. And a lot of times that's how it, that's how this one happened right. when you go into, so you're, so you're going into a, a wedding and you're like, I'm working on this wedding. I'm mm -hmm. filming this wedding. And at the same time, is there a piece of you that's like, I'm also here marketing myself as a videographer, mm -hmm. right? So mm -hmm. it's kind of like two different mindsets or what does that look like for you when you're like on scene? Yeah. So, more than anything, everything is about intentionality. So first and foremost, intentionality for my couple, making sure that they're served in the best way possible, right. that I'm giving them the best thing they can right. get. 
The second thing is I'm going to pull from what they're willing to give me. Because hmm. some, some couples will just be like, I'm not, I'm, they just won't open up to you and they won't give you anything to work with. And really all they want is just a montage of their wedding day. Uh-huh. And that's fine. Right. And I'll do that for them. But I'm going to extend that. I'll, I'm going to extend that offer at the beginning right. of, hey, I do things differently. What's the nuance in your relationship? What do you do together? How can I tell this story and enhance it better? Uh, and if they don't give me anything back, then it's like, okay, then I will shoot your wedding is. in a very beautiful way. Right. But if you're going to go ahead and say like, uh, we're doing this formal ceremony that's very intentional and intimate with our family and we want to get married in front of the eyes of God in our Catholic church right. and like only family is going to be there. And then we want to, we want to go out to our favorite place on planet earth yeah. and have the time of our lives. Like that's something to work with. <laughs> yeah. That's going to give me the creative inspiration to right. make something like that. So in the same way, like the, the, but we just did two films, one in Seattle, one in Hawaii, very similar. Uh, they gave us a lot to work with, um, the whole sense of adventure. But what's really cool about Mike and Joanna, which is the Seattle one, they're doing like a flip-flop of Ellie and Tyler. So they got married, small wedding out in Seattle, mm-hmm. and they're doing their reception in Logan Square this Saturday. Okay. So we're going from Seattle back to uh, their hometown mm-hmm. in Chicago. Um, super cool. Uh, and then <clears throat> Ashley and John, uh, you, th- she gave me that whole piece of th- that part with her dad. And that is just going to be, like, I got this, it's, she had a like a, a little uh, locket, uh, brooch on her uh, bouquet yeah and I just took it by itself we went out and got some b-roll of it and I shot it in slow motion mm. like on this beautiful lava rock and it's just gonna like I know at one point in the film when he's brought up that shot's gonna come up and oh, it's going to baby. be like chills yeah. you know yeah. uh, and he's referenced multiple times throughout the day mm. uh, and I even have more ideas now and we've talked about shooting um, in the coming weeks uh, when they're back in Chicago, Mm -hmm. just like shoot on their rooftop in the city, get a little bit more audio and Mm -hmm. provide a little bit more context. Uh, And so, yeah, again, that's just going to be really, really cool. With, with all, there's a lot here with all of, with all of this Mm -hmm. that you are able to offer and the type of quality that, you know, as you do this more and as you branch out more and and people are getting, like going to come to expect all of this. Mm. Where, where do you even begin in your mind regarding pricing, regarding how much you're going to charge? Like you said, what's your baseline is like $3,500, right? In 2017 it was, yeah. Now it's maybe a little bit more, but a lot more. Yeah. Oh, it is. So you jumped up a lot from then to now. Right. And that was the marketing. That's what I, you know, having done that film, I have literally booked like half of my wedding films because of that oh, film. Oh yeah. Okay. So it's, again, like I said, it's become my marketing. It's justified my price. Mm-hmm. It's given me the ability to raise pricing. Mm-hmm. So I'm literally charging more than double what I was then. Um, 7,500 now. That's and, where you start. Yeah. And isn't it interesting to me? I'm just com- I'm just thinking about this right now. You, it's not because you had like a whole like 12 or 14 different videos. Mm -hmm. It's because you had essentially one one that was amazing. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So that seems to me, mm, I don't want to say easier. It's simpler. It's not necessarily easier, but conceptually it's simpler Mm -hmm. to really try to focus on one. That's just going to absolutely rock 
rather than to think, oh, I have to have this whole portfolio of, you know, 15, 20 different videos for people to see all these different things that I do. Right. You had one yeah, that I, was just crazy good. And it's at the top of the film section of my site. Oh, yeah. And in my film section, I only have five films. Right. You know, I'm right. not letting them see the whole library of stuff. Well, they see the first one. They might, they might not need they to see need. anything else. I can't tell you how many times people have said that to me. <laughs> I've just seen that one. <laughs> I didn't need to see anything exactly. else. I want you. Right. Right. Yeah. They're like, it's all it took. I don't care what the price is. We want you. We'll make room in the budget. We'll do it. Mm-hmm. And that's the kind of client I want because they care that much about it. Right. You know, it's like, I, I don't know. You get to this point in the industry and you have a certain amount of success and money's great and all, right? Like building your business, it's awesome. Uh, it's cool to see growth every year mm-hmm. and it's a challenge and it's fun and it's, it's exciting. It's a game I like to play. Mm-hmm but I just don't really care about that anymore. You get to a place where it's like, and why I don't not? want this to sound conceited. Why not? Tell me why you don't care about it anymore. Because it's just, it, that's not what matters. Right? What does? The people, everything that they want uh, and have on that day and the, the people that are around them, like no, in my mind, no price uh, compares to having that audio of your dad and, mm. and that footage of grandma mm. and that story and that, heirloom that you, my friend Josh who does wedding filmmaking he's just like think just think about this for a second like think if we had footage of our grandparents on their wedding day like hmm. seeing their faces and hearing their voices 80 years ago Be like incredible you know right and like we're literally doing that now you know technology and like we'll be able to view this stuff mm-hmm. 75 years from now mm-hmm. you're like what what is $7,500 in the span of 75 years? Right, right, right. right. So, you know, you look at it from that perspective, honestly, money right now is a way for me to not lose my mind with how many weddings I'm booking. Right. It's the natural catalyst for me to be sane. So you're also using it as a governor. Yes. Of sorts, right? Which sucks because there are some, and honestly, there are some times where it's like, I want to work with you so badly that let's just make this work mm-hmm. and I'll do that. But again, that goes back to what we were saying earlier. Yeah. You're the boss, right? If that's what you decide and it might not be marketing, it might just be that like your story's so profound. Who knows what the reason is? Yeah, And I connect right. with you so well mm-hmm. that let's make this work. I literally, yeah, I'm in conversation with somebody like that for photo right now. Mm-hmm. It's like, I love you guys. I've known you since high school. Mm. Let's just make this work. Like right. I know it's, it's going to be incredible. Let's just make it work. What's your budget? Right. You know, and being willing to be flexible with that stuff. Right. But once I'm 20 weddings into the season, I'm like, I can't take any more. I'm going to die. My prices go up and people are like, I can't do that. I'm like, sorry. Like it's got to be worth it for me and my time. You know? How much of it is also a way for you with the governor piece of it, a way for you to, still have time for your wife and your babies. That's, I mean, that's partly the reason why I raise it. You know, um, the goal next year is to be in like the 10 to 15 wedding window Mm -hmm. for the calendar year. Mm -hmm. I'm at 27 this year. Um, that's a lot. I just want to slash it in half. It's just too much time. Yeah. That's big. That was fine for me when I was 24. Right. You know, um, You know, I'm rolling 28 this year and I know, I know that's still very young, but you know, like 
I'm getting peppered. Like <laughs> sure it's, you are. it's coming. I'm on the third kid. Like it's getting real, you know, thirties uh, quickly approaching and I have to start evaluating these things. Yeah. How do I, what, like, what kind of life do I want to live? What kind of legacy do I want to have for my family? Like business and making money is important. Family is more important. <laughs> what do you attribute having? All right. Cause you're 28. Hmm. I just found that out. Yeah. Um, what do you attribute having, let's call it wisdom, having this kind of wisdom at this age, what do you attribute that to? I attribute it to my upbringing. I attribute it to my faith. I attribute it to um, really like, in all honesty, men in my life that really taught me like what it means to just live an honorable life hmm. and to be surrounded by community of people who really care about other people. Um, so like being surrounded by these people right here, I have Mike and Dana right next to me. Mm -hmm. And all the people who co-work with us in Creative Club, my closest friends, my dearest friends today, uh, because we work shoulder to shoulder and face to face all the time. And we're constantly pushing each other to be better, not just at our businesses, but at life. And we made it, we had a trip in January where both of our families went up to Wisconsin. We just got snowed in at a cabin. <laughs> And him and I are soaking in the hot tub with his nasty hairy chest. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, um, we're just like, we're just trying to evaluate, you know, um, you know, both of us are, you know, b both Mike and I are Christians. And when it comes down to uh, like what matters most for us is that it's God first, that's our family next, and it's our work after that. And having a time to refocus and understand that broader and wider perspective of, of what it means to do life. Like that is just so important. Cause at that point I was so wrapped up in all the garbage. What's uh, the garbage? Uh, raising prices, mm -hmm. doing the game, marketing. Mm -hmm. How do I make a name for myself? Got to build my YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. How many Instagram followers do I have? Mm. Just now some of that does sound like garbage, but honestly, some of it sounds necessary. Sure. So you have to kind of like balance what? it's all separate balance. the wheat from the chaff, right? Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's all in balance, right? It's all, how do I do those things right. which aren't uh, inherently bad? Right. And how do I, how do I like redeem those things? How do I make them right? Mm -hmm. How do I go about it in a healthy way? So right. we made a YouTube video, how to stay healthy as a creative in 2019. Oh. And so we went through different bullet points of like, okay, this is what's important to us. This is where our focus is. Those things aren't bad. They're good things if they're done in a healthy way. Right. So you have to make time for yourself. And I literally in the thumbnail, I said, not all of us can be Gary Vee. And you know, Gary Vee is this billionaire entrepreneur right. on the East Coast. Right. And he's constantly hustling, just never, ever stopping. Right. And it's like 0.1% of the population can do that. Right. And nobody else can. Right. And for you to think that you can be that person is totally unattainable. Right. To take influence and inspiration from him is a completely different thing. Right. It's amazing. I love the guy. Mm -hmm. I love learning from him. I love finding inspiration from him. I never want to be him. <laughs> yeah. Ever. For right. the life of me. Same with Casey Neistat, you big YouTuber. Yeah. Yeah. Like, love the guy. Love what he produces. Everything. Never want to be him. Right. Uh, like, 
and he's even dialed back. Like you could tell on us, on like family wise, he had his third kid and it's just like, well, and there it is. I need to, yeah, right. Yeah. That's, that's the variable. Right. Yeah. And yeah, we're like, he just had his second kid, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're getting into that where it's like, I need to see, I need to reevaluate what is most important first, carve out that time, make sure that it happens and everything is secondary to it. What do you say to the person that agrees with what you're saying? that hears what you're saying and, and, and says to themselves, yeah, that sounds nice, but I don't have a community. Yeah. I don't have friends like that. Or I live in a place where none of my family or friends are here, Mm -hmm. or I don't have a relationship with them. What do you, what do you say to somebody that's in that position? Um, get humble Hmm. and move. (laughs) Let's but seriously, like, like you just identified the issue. Like nobody's around me. You need to go somewhere where someone's around you if that's mm. what you need. Mm. Right. If you are just drowning by yourself with nobody around you, mm. something needs to change. If you're desperately in need of community, you need to uproot and go find community mm. that could be on a local level. That could be, I need to move from this neighborhood to this neighborhood mm-hmm. or this street to this street, or right. it could be this state to this or this country to like whatever, it could, whatever it is. Exactly. Like in your mind, that's of such utmost priority, right? That if you need to move in order to make it happen, move. You do. Yeah. And sometimes that takes sacrifice, right? Yeah. Like if you're in the, if you're in, you're where you're at because your family's there and you just can't compromise that. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's a few years of sa- sacrifice away from your family in order to build something so that you can move back hmm, eventually. Right. Uh, you know, like, I don't know. We look, you just look at our generation and those kinds of problems. You're like three generations ago, they literally traveled across oceans at months at a time. Yeah to go find a better life for their family. Yeah. It's like, I think you can move down the block, <laughs> you know? It's like, I don't know. It's like, I don't want us to be so soft that you're like, I can't move. Yeah, well. Like, no, you can. <laughs> you can actually. Right. You know, right. I, part of me, like, I love empathy. Don't get me wrong. Like, I love being able to, like, get on someone's level mm-hmm. and, like, humble yourself and hear their perspective and, like, figure out the nuance of what they're going through. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like, you also control the ability of your economic status in mm. a certain capacity to a certain extent. Sure. Right? It's like, right. I fully understand all the ramifications of different economic circumstances, Right. but we live in a place where you have upward mobility and you right. can do these things. Right. And Gary talks about this all the time. He's just like the internet doesn't know who you are. Right. Like if you are strategic enough, you can make a fortune, Right. you know? And right it's all about that tenacity of building something. And I love seeing him for someone who just like is, was in one of the worst circumstances of like immigrant family working right. 80 hours a yeah. week to becoming a freaking billionaire yeah. and watching other people of some, of different, like other oppressed demographics mm-hmm. crush it. Yeah. And seeing that mentality and seeing people rise up like that today gets me pumped. Yeah. And I love advocating for that instead of being like, no, you can never do that. Right. Of course. Um, so that's a big part of like why I love educating still. Like I'm starting to get back into that game and getting creatives on board to make more money, to grow their business. And Where do people find you to find that stuff? Is it Eric? Is it still Eric Floberg? Yeah. Yeah. So there's an education tab. I do mentor sessions and, um, running workshops in different cities this year. And you have a YouTube 
channel. Yep. Yeah. And you can constantly get free stuff from me on my YouTube channel, always putting stuff out. Um, and, uh, I, by the end of the year, hopefully dropping some, some online courses, uh, that, you know, just help you in that business growth. And What's a workshop look like with you? So I have one right now that I've really honed in and I have officially titled it Eric's photo class. Oh. Uh, it's for photography and it's specifically, specifically for creative photography and, um, creative approaches to your business as well as all the nuance of, um, how I edit photos in that process. Uh, but it really culminates in the end of why I do what I do, the, the philosophy of photojournalism, uh, and the philosophy of portraiture and why none of the tips and tricks matter <laughs> and that it's all about people. Oh. Um, and so yeah, I made a video back in uh, February called make a hundred K a year as a wedding photographer. Mm -hmm. uh, very clickbait title, but I kind of bait and switched them in the best way where, uh, I, gave them all the numbers, all the tips and tricks, like through the first, you know, three quarters of the video. And on the last quarter, just like dropped my heart and spilled my guts on everything that I do yeah. uh, and why I do it. And, uh, told a few stories that are just like gut wrenching, mm -hmm. uh, and ended it with a, a, a photo montage of like all of these incredible moments that I've shot at weddings. People are like, I clicked on the title because I thought right. it was cool and right. I'm crying now, you right. know? Um, right. so I really want to convey that. I think, I think like, and I don't, I don't mean it in like a disgusting way, like really playing to people's emotions, I think is like a strong catalyst for change, mm. right? Like if you can really tap into somebody like getting emotional over a story or a line of work, why you do what you do, that can really incentivize them to make a change. Mm -hmm. And to, I mean, I'll give a hint as to what I do in the workshop. Um, I literally give them 30 minutes where nobody talks and they just write down ideas. And shortly after that, I talk about the philosophy of portraiture and take each person's individual portrait so that they can have. Mm. So that day is something that they can remember for the rest of their life and hopefully is a changing point that they can look back at that image and say like something changed that day and everything grew from there on. Um, that's what I hope. That's my hope for that. And so I just think it's really cool to have opportunities like that and teach in a very different way than everybody that's just like, come to my weekend workshop. <laughs> like it's up in the mountains. And I'm like, you know, like, you know, got a fire festival going on, you know? <laughs> oh man. Um, That's a whole thing. Right. And like, I feel like it's very reasonably uh, priced. It's 500 bucks for a full day. And yeah. like, you're going to make that back if you just apply yeah. a couple of things that we talk about. Yeah. The connections that you make to other photographers that you meet there. Right. It's going to get you referrals. That alone. You're going to second shoot. Sure. For Literally one second shooting job for one person you meet there mm -hmm. will pay for the workshop. Right. I'm not in it for that money. Like it is a business approach for me. It's sure. a new avenue that I can make, but really my passion is about educating people and seeing them be empowered to grow their own businesses and do it and get after it. And it's something so fulfilling for me. Uh, when I did my first one here in February, it's just like, I couldn't, begin to tell you how good it felt at the mm. end of that day. It was just mm. like, Oh, I, I hadn't taught in, in a formal setting for, I don't know, three years. Yeah. It was just like, man, I miss this. Yes. It's so great. Yeah. But yeah. There's, there's, there's not much better than when you see a light bulb go off right above somebody's head and you see it in their face and you see it in their body language mm -hmm. and you know that they're just going to go out and kill it. Mm. So great. And that, when I made that hundred K video, I just got like, 
dozens and dozens of DMs of people being sure. like, you inspire me. I'm doing it now. Like I've been holding back for right. years right. and I'm finally going to make the and jump. That's what they needed. It's just like, bah! yeah, it's really cool. Well, buddy, thanks for your time. This course, has man. been uh, great. I can't believe I have gotten to spend some time <laughs> with the dude that made the Tyler and Ellie video, <laughs> but here it happened. Uh, I can't wait to see the next ones. I'm going to just wait on pins and needles and yeah. then watch them a dozen times myself and yeah. get all the tears out before I invite my parents and everybody else to see them. <laughs> but thanks again. Good luck to you in the future. Thanks.